Good morning, kind folks, and welcome to your KVMR Morning News Update for Thursday, January 12th. I'm Steve Baker. KVMR held its Volunteer Appreciation Awards Party this week. More on that after we bring you regional weather. From the National Weather Service and UBANET, foothill and mountain flood concerns today, heavy mountain snow and moderate to heavy rain this weekend with continuing flooding concerns today. Wet pattern will continue into early next week. Potential for storm track to shift north of California, middle to the end of next week. Nevada City, Grass Valley today, partly sunny and a high near 57. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low 44. Chance of showers after 4 a.m. Friday, showers likely mainly after 10 a.m., mostly cloudy and a high of 54. And by Saturday, showers rain heavy at times. Sacramento today, partly sunny and a high of 62. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low of 50. Chance of showers after 4 a.m. Friday, shower likely. Thunderstorms also possible after 4 p.m., mostly cloudy and a high of 57. Truckee Tahoe today, mostly cloudy, high 44. Tonight, low 26. Friday, chance of rain and snow between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m., then rain likely. Snow level 6,200 feet, mostly cloudy and a high of 41. Placerville today, mostly cloudy, high 62. Angels Camp, high 64 and considerable clouds early. In our Names Make News Department, KVMR's Volunteer Appreciation Awards were presented at the station's post-holiday party this week. The Bill Tuttle Lifetime Achievement Award goes to Richard Tews for 37 years of keeping the blues alive on so many roads and other shows. John Nichols Award for Excellence in Music Programming winners are Suzanne Calkins, Charles Athill, Lisa Lilly. The KVMR X Gold Record Award goes to DJ Anand Malist and their show, Roulette Muse. Front Desk Volunteer of the Year, Carrie McDowell. Membership Volunteer of the Year, Eileen Hurst. And the special Caravan of Love Award goes to Paula Andrea Galindo. The Radio Event of the Year Award goes to the Hangtown Music Festival and broadcast producers Eric Rice, Sacramento Dave, and Buzz Barnett. The Jody Fenimore Award for Excellence in Public Affairs and Community Service Programming goes to Miss Jiff for Resistance Radio. The Mikhail Graham Other Side Award winner is Andy Dooley Miller and sidekick Walter Windex for their wonderfully weird show, The Music Grotto. And the Night Owl Early Bird Award for Excellence in Overnight Programming goes to Russ the Outlaw Roy. And Rookie of the Year Award for Outstanding Programming by a Newcomer, Chuck Cropley for New Dawn Rising. And the Wesley Award for Outstanding Wesley Robertson-like work in live remote production, the winner is Buzz Barnett. Here's an excerpt from the newest Soups On about this week's Nevada County Board of Supervisors meeting. KVMR's Julia Jem and Claudio Mendoza discuss possible Nevada County cannabis ordinance revisions. Well, it would allow adult use cultivation in addition to medical use cultivation. Uh, Combine the commercial cannabis permit and administrative development permit application slash permitting processes and add standards and requirements for additional license types for things such as distribution, non-volatile manufacturing, micro-businesses, and retail sales. Wow. I I mean, these are big changes. Yes. And it does more than that as well. Um, What else? It would also remove the on-site residence requirement for adjacent parcels included in common ownership, and there would be modification made to setback requirements. There would be an increase in setbacks for larger cultivation sites, a modification in setbacks in order to be consistent with state requirements, and an additional modification of setbacks for shared property lines. Also, some parking requirements would be added. Did a lot of people show up at this meeting? There were a lot of people, and there was lots of public comment, 
It lasted much longer than public comment usually lasts at the meetings I've attended. And most of the public comment was from local cannabis farmers expressing their support of adopting the ordinance. Was there any comment against it? No. So largely popular, I guess. Yes. And did they vote on it? Well, they seemed to agree that they were in favor of cannabis approval and they wanted to encourage effective business operation, but they recommended that some changes be made to the ordinance. Did they say what changes? Yes. But in an effort to provide explicit direction in contrast to just recommending the changes, the board had to make a motion to amend and they took a 10-minute recess to do that. Mm -hmm. In the motion to amend, there were four issues that were discussed. First, there was an increase in square footage of canopy. It was revised to state that sites of 80 acres and greater may have an allowance of 40,000 square feet for outdoor growing, and varying allowances would apply to indoor and mixed light growing. Okay. The second revision involved retail sales, storefront, and standards added for micro-businesses with storefront retail. And I want to read a quote by Brian Foss because it's a little bit complicated. Brian Foss is the planning director? Yes. Okay. He said that the space dedicated to retail shall reach a maximum of 1,000 square feet and shall be included in the total support area allowed for the operation, which allows the applicant to propose what they believe they can accommodate on their site. And that will be evaluated through the use permit process. Okay. And then they voted on it. No, there were still two other issues, but they weren't really revised the way that those last two were. They'll be discussed at the Board of Supervisors workshop, which occurs on January 23rd. So although um, no decision was really made, I can give a brief rundown on what those two issues were. There was some confusion during the meeting pertaining to which cultivation sites the setback requirements would be applied to. And Brian Foss noted that there is language in the ordinance pertaining to the payment of certain taxes as required by the code, which will be discussed further at the board workshop with no current directions for language change. And then they voted. Yes. The motion to amend was made, and then the meeting was adjourned with more possible decisions to be discussed at that January 23rd board workshop. The complete Soups on News report is available on our website or the KVMR News podcast. Thanks to Julia Jem and Claudio Mendoza. One other news item. Katie Porter, the third-term congresswoman from Orange County, who became a social media darling of liberal Democrats, has announced she will run in 2024 for the Senate seat currently held by Dianne Feinstein. Now let's send you back to your Thursday morning show with that rascal and genius who really knows his music, Paul Barbieri.